We're going to read from Romans chapter 5. You can find it on page 1132 in the church Bibles or it's in your service sheets. Romans chapter 5, the first eight verses. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings, because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who has been given to us. You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. This is the word of the Lord. Well, good morning. And first of all, may I say congratulations to Alea and Alexis. It's a very special day that we celebrate today with you. And I actually have my goddaughter here with us this weekend. She didn't know I was going to say anything. Um, but she's come to stay with us this weekend. And one of the reasons she came to stay with us is because we have been, yesterday, away with her church on their church away weekend. Because... The wonderful good news about the church is it's the people of God, and that is who we are welcoming you to today, these two beautiful girls, to become the people of God, the family of God with us. We belong to God, but we also belong to one another. And so it was wonderful being able to celebrate with Helen Jane's church yesterday, because we are all God's people, God's children. But before we look at this passage... Let us just pray. Heavenly Father, Lord God, we want to encounter you, Lord. We want to meet with you, the living God. We don't want religion, Lord. We want you. We want relationship. We want Jesus. And we just invite you, Holy Spirit, to come here and to have your way with us. Come and speak to us. Come and challenge us. Come and comfort us. Come and strengthen us. Just come and meet with us today. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So this passage starts off in Romans. This is a letter written by the Apostle Paul to the church in Rome. And the church in Rome were being really persecuted. And I know there's a little bit of persecution for Christians here, but nothing like what was happening in Rome 2,000 years ago when they were dying for their faith. Although in other parts of the world, I know people are dying for being Christians and we really need to be praying for them. But we start with this passage with, therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have been made right with God through faith. Nothing that we can do. We can't earn it. We can't jump through hoops or anything to make God love us because it is faith in Jesus Christ. It is a wonderful gift of grace. Grace is something that we we don't deserve But God gives it to us in Jesus. We are made right with him through what Jesus has done. And what Jesus did 
was he died on the cross for us. He went through the most painful, horrific death for us in order that we could come into a right relationship with God. Paul, the apostle, says in his letter to the Corinthian church, God made Jesus, who had no sin, to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Because you see, we have this problem. We all want to live forever. We want to go to heaven, which is the most amazing place where we will be with Jesus forever. But in heaven, there is no sin. And we are all sinful people. We all mess up. So how on earth do we get there? Because we can't earn it, as I said earlier. There's nothing we can do ourselves. But Jesus has done it for us. And if we come to Jesus, as you have brought your children this morning, you have brought them to Jesus and said, we want them to grow up knowing Jesus as their Lord and Saviour. And I hope when they're older that they will make that affirmation of faith for themselves because it is by our mouth that we proclaim Jesus is Lord. And I was, um, was baptised as a baby. Um, I had to go to church when I was younger and it was very different from churches. We experience it here where the children seem to have fun. We weren't allowed to talk and we had to be very quiet and it was a bit like being at school, so I didn't enjoy it. But I did hear the stories and obviously seeds were being sown and my mother prayed for me. She really sort of brought us up on her own and she prayed that one day I would come to know Jesus for myself. Well, it took 40 years, by which time I had been dabbling in all sorts of things that I won't go there with. Um, Um, It took 40 years. On 17th of October 2001, I had a very powerful encounter with the risen Jesus. And a little bit further on in this passage we read, it says, because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit has been given to us. And I experienced that love. And I was very resistant to knowing Jesus. And, uh, but his love completely melted my heart. His love can melt any heart and he can forgive any sins. All we have to do is say, yes, Lord, I need you. Help me. Come into my life. I'm sorry for the times I've, I've messed up. But to go back to our passage here, it is through Jesus that we have gained access by faith into this grace into which we now stand. Jesus is the door. And we talk a lot about access. In fact, uh, where I work as a chaplain, there's a lot of access through doors with numbers on that you have to remember the codes. Because I work in a secure environment, we have the codes keep getting changed. You have to try and remember what the codes are. Thankfully, it's not that complicated coming to Jesus. It's just saying, Lord, I need you. Thank you that you died for me. It's amazing grace. It is amazing grace. And Jesus deals with the problem of our sin because he took it on himself so that when we come to him, he takes away all our sin and we can start afresh because he's already dealt with sin. He's already conquered death. He's already risen again. And it says going on in our verse that we boast or we rejoice is another translation in the hope of glory of God because we know that Jesus has risen again. We too will rise again. Death will just be like a door if you're a Christian because you're going through with Jesus. 
and you will get to meet Jesus and live with him forever. It is the most amazing grace. And all we have to do is say, yes, Lord, I've messed up. Take me as I am. And as I said, this church um, in Rome that Paul was writing to were suffering terrible persecution. And so it says here, and we boast or we rejoice in the hope of glory of, in the glory of God. Not only so, but we also know glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. When we receive Jesus, we receive his Holy Spirit. It's given to all believers. And there's a really interesting passage here. In I'm now I'm obviously moving around the Bible a bit. And I'm going to Acts, which is, if you want to follow me, if you've got your church Bibles with you, it's on page 1,112. And it's just to look a little bit about these sufferings because it's really difficult to rejoice and be glad in our sufferings. No one really wants to suffer. But the truth of the matter is we do suffer. We do suffer. People go through terrible things in life. And we need hope. And we need Jesus. And in this um, passage, again, it's Paul... Paul the Apostle, he suffered terribly. And it says here in Acts, page 1112, Acts 16, 22, the crowd joined in the attack against Paul and his colleague, his fellow believer Silas, and the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten with rods. After they had been severely flogged, they were thrown into prison, and the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. When he received these orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. Well, I don't know about you, but praying and... I'm probably praying, but I don't know about singing hymns to God while I'm in prison, while my legs are shackled. Suddenly, there was a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken At once all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. The jailer woke up and when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, don't harm yourself. We are all here. The jailer called for lights, rushed in and fell trembling before Paul and Silas. He then brought them out and asked them, sirs, what must I do to be saved? They replied, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. We need to believe in Jesus. It is the only way to be saved, to have that wonderful gift of eternal life. Verse 6 in our passage, going back to this letter in Romans, is you see at just the time when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person, someone might possibly dare to die. And I was actually reminded of the the policeman recently in the south of France, Lieutenant Colonel Arnaud Beltram, because he swapped places with a hostage 
during a supermarket attack in southern France. He died to save their life. He swapped places with them. And that is what Jesus has done for us. He has swapped places with me and with you in order that we can have eternal life. There, there is no other way to God to be in a right relationship with God because we can't get rid of our own sin. Only Jesus can. And just as this wonderful policeman in France swapped places, we don't know who that person was. I'm sure they were a good person. But Jesus has died for everyone, every single person in the whole world who will accept him, who will put their trust in him. And one of the things um, that I used to do as a Christian was I used to go into Reading Prison with the young offenders. And because I had a very wayward life myself before I came to know Jesus, I can totally relate to them. I used to say, hey guys, there's nothing that you have done that Jesus can't deal with. All you have to do is come to Jesus. And they were so wonderfully open about their sin because they know that they have sinned. And for me, one of the biggest faith builders going into Reading Prison with the young offenders was seeing their lives change. And it wasn't by anything that we were doing. It was by God. It was by his Holy Spirit that we have gained access by faith into this grace through Jesus Christ. And this passage finishes with, but God demonstrates his own love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. It's just mind-blowing to think that Christ died for you and for me because he loves us so much and he wants us to just come to him. He wants us to know him now. That's the beautiful thing. We have a relationship with Jesus now, not just when we die. We know him now through his spirit. It is the most exciting, challenging relationship ever, but it makes life very, very exciting, and it makes life worth living, and it helps us in the good times and the bad times. And one of the things that really sustained my mother as she prayed for me to come to know Jesus was her own faith in him. The Holy Spirit living in her strengthened her. And she had a very difficult time. I remember my stepfather saying to me, you know, you nearly gave your mother a nervous breakdown because I was just so wayward. I was into all sorts of really bad stuff. Forty years she prayed for me. I hope for Alea and Alexis it's a lot sooner than 40 years that they will come and publicly confirm their faith. Because when we declare our faith in Jesus Christ and proclaim him as Lord, our lives change forever. Amen.